It is a story of a particular group of islands, 17,000 islands with 300 different ethnicities and 300 different groups. Um, eventually, they become one into one imagined community that we call Indonesia today. Freeing itself from 350 years of being under the Dutch, the Indonesians finally got some sort of unity under the label of Indonesia. They made a language, they made a country, they made attributes of the country, and they decided to basically unite this large group of islands, 17,000 of them, with all these different ethnic groups, religions speaking different languages under one flag of Indonesia. This wasn't particularly an, an easy task, and arguably it's still an experiment to this very day. But it is this lack of unity and this variety that really brings the unity and diversity, which is Indonesia's motto, together. It is this... this variety and this differences that eventually makes everyone feel like they can be a part of something together to build something together and this i know this doesn't sound easy and it wasn't easy from the very beginning but let's talk more about how all of this relates to bali in particular well, before we get into that, we need to really understand how Indonesia looks at religion and how it looks at culture, right? So Indonesia has official religions. It is not a theocracy. It doesn't necessarily favor one religion over another. Although, yes, it is a Muslim majority country. It is not a Muslim country. It does not dictate Sharia law. But that was not always the case. There were a group of secular nationalists and a group of Muslim nationalists who were there before um, the Day of Independence trying to figure out how the country should, should run. And initially they wanted the Muslims to abide by Sharia law. But due to the threat from the Christian Indonesians, they decided to omit Sharia completely and just make the country of Indonesia a religious state. So it's not a theocracy, and it's neither a secular state. It is a religious state with belief in one and only God. The entire foundation of Indonesia rests on its political ideology, known as Panchasila, which is Sanskrit for five principles. The first and most important and most relevant um, sila, or principle, is belief in one and only God. The second is just and civilized humanity. The third is the unity of Indonesia. The fourth is democracy, guided by the inner wisdom, in an animity arising out of deliberation amongst representatives, 
I know this one is a bit tricky, but basically it means democracy by consensus. And the fifth is social justice for the people of Indonesia. So you have social justice, you have democracy guided by demo- by um, consensus, you have the unity of the country, you have humanity that's just and civilized, and you have a belief in one and only God. And this is where the entire conversation comes into play. Um, there is a definition of what religion is. Initially, it wasn't actually thought of that religion would be such an important role in the country of Indonesia. They had religious affairs, which were quite important, um, particularly Islam and Christianity and the Catholics, of course. And they had something known as adat. Adat would be customs or traditions or local cultures. Adat law was very much enforced by the Dutch because it was something that would divide and conquer. Um, Adat law is very different in every part of the country. In some parts of the country, the Adat law would contradict another, and therefore the Dutch kind of utilized it because it was great in dividing the nation. And bringing Indonesia together and having Adat as one of the um, main hurdles was challenging. And Adat law is something which to this very day is extremely um, difficult to actually think about. Um, In reality, yes, Adat laws still exist, customary laws still exist, Um, local indigenous cultures and religions still do go hand in hand, but it's not directly handled by the state, and the state kind of turns, let's just say, a blind eye to it, simply because it's a headache. With 300 different ethnicities, it's just something that the state can't really cater for and can't centralize. Therefore, having a decentralized system of governance, which is how Indonesia operates, is best in order to kind of help and give support to all the different religions and all the different um, adat or all the different um, customary beliefs that exist in the country. But agama, or religion, was defined. Um, Because of the Muslim nationalists who really wanted Sharia law to exist in Indonesia, because their their proposal was then rejected, and that was completely omitted from the Panchasila, they decided to make a compromise of having a Ministry of Religious Affairs. And to this very day, the Ministry of Religious Affairs still stands. And there are various departments within this ministry for taking care of the official religions. So today in Indonesia, there are six official religions. You have Islam, you have Christianity, you have the Catholics, you have Hinduism, Buddhism, and Confucianism or Konghuchu. These six Official religions all have to abide by a particular rubber-stamping method of defining it as a religion. First of all, it has to have a name. It has to be connected to some sort of world religion. It has to have a prophet or a founder. Um, It must have sacred text. It must have belief systems. It must have a 
place of worship, a method of worship, and more importantly, it had to be monotheistic. Um, it definitely did follow the definition of religion given by Islam, where belief in one and only God is very, very prominent. And because this belief in one and only God became the very foundation of the country, it had to be the foundation of all the religions as well. So religions like Buddhism and Confucianism and Hinduism had to kind of um, work, <laughs> let's just say work around this rule. And they had to basically um, manufacture or somehow um, create a position that is of one overseeing and over empowering god we'll talk more about how hinduism does this in the next episode of being in bali but for now this is what's important there are six religions and all of these religions must be monotheistic and must be very clearly defined just as how abrahamic religions are such as islam the catholics and the christians and adat on the other hand it's something that's kind of still hard to govern to this very day. Adat still very much exists. And Adat really bases itself on indigenous, local, sometimes even animistic, especially in the case of Bali, beliefs. So you have Adat and you have Agama. Agama is religion and Adat would be customs or um, beliefs and belief systems. And the, the country did try to accommodate this by having a seventh belief that you can have, which would be other beliefs. So you have the sixth religion and the seventh would be other belief systems. But um, it's quite controversial to opt for having an other belief system because it means that you are without a religion and being without a religion is a shameful thing in this country. And it's kind of hard to explain why being religious or being atheistic is extremely controversial but it has a lot to do with defying communism which was very prevalent at the um, early days of Indonesia's um, of Indonesia's um, independence they really wanted to avoid being communist and because communists were particularly atheistic Indonesians were afraid of being labeled as atheist or being labeled as irreligious and this stigma still happens still exists to this very day and being an atheist in Indonesia or even being irreligious or not believing in a religion in Indonesia is extremely controversial however what's interesting here is how religion becomes a matter of governance it is not only a consensus it is not only a statistic but it's ingrained in cultural identity and in national identity. So much so that there is a religion field on your identity card. And although the government allows you to not have the religion field on your identity card, omitting it completely from the card is still not practiced because of social shame. That's how important religion is in the country. And that's how important the label of religion is in the country. So Indonesia is a country composed of many different islands with many different belief systems, with many religions, languages and ethnicities, somehow united 
In this diversity, under one flag, the red and white flag of Indonesia. And it still stands to this very day, controversially in some parts, and happily in some parts, just like in any other country. But what's most important here in our conversation is the role of religion and the role of adat, or customary law. How both simultaneously exist, although they seem to contradict one another. Um, this is ha- what makes Indonesia interesting, and this is what makes Bali interesting. And in the next episode, we'll talk more about Hinduism in Bali and how it's completely manufactured for the government and by the government in order to safeguard Bali's local belief systems.